welcome to the film marketing section of the show. And this week, we're going to talk about one of the most popular films from the 1980s. I mean, this film has ridiculously high ratings on all of the movie review sites. It's The Princess Bride, and let's have a look at the trailer. Grandfather's here. Can't you tell me I'm sick? I'll pinch my cheek. I hate that. Maybe he won't. Hey, how is this city? Huh? I brought you a special present. What is it? It was the book my father used to read to me when I was sick, and I used to read it to your father. And today, I'm going to read it to you. It was a time when life didn't seem so complicated. Marriage is what brings us together today. What? 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 I'm killing myself once we reach the honeymoon suite. Wouldn't that be nice? Huh? A courtly age of gentle conversation. I will always come for you. But how can you be sure? This is true love. Oh, no. Is this a kissing book? No. Actually, there was a lot of treachery, peril, <clears throat> and revenge. Prepare to die. Never go in against the Sicilian when death is on the line. <laughs> there were affairs of state. But I've got my country's 500th anniversary to plan, my wedding to arrange, my wife to murder, and Gilda to frame for it. I'm swamped. And affairs of the heart. My Wesley will always come for me. Your Wesley is dead. I've seen worse. Have fun storming the castle. It's more than turning. What's the difference? We've got him. Think it'll work? It would take a miracle. Goodbye. It's a story of love. A tale of adventure. It's as real as the feelings you feel. I'm kissing again. Someday you may not mind so much. The Princess Bride. Not just your basic, average, everyday, ordinary, run-of-the-mill, ho-hum fairy tale. So, Pascal, not the most engaging of trailers, I would, I would say. It's just incredible. I mean, this is, you know, the movie that almost defines the 80s. I mean, many, many will, but this is the ultimate kind of family movie, uh, wonderful action comedy with um, music by Mark Knopfler of Dire Straits um, fame, directed by Rob Reiner, Spinal Tap, Stand By Me, which should also make film marketing one day, and, and Misery. And for the fans of the movie globally, if this is the first time you've watched and heard the trailer, You'll be just as confused as the poor people in 1987 in the US and 1988, sorry, and uh, in the UK. Yeah, now, Pascal, last night, believe it or not, was the first time that I've ever seen this film. I'm one of those people who, has, for whatever reason, <laughs> has never watched The Princess Bride. Now, I went into it with those scores in my head, you know, 98% on Rotten Tomatoes, you know, 10 out of 10 on the Internet Movie Database. And obviously, I know this film is loved by billions of people across the planet, but I didn't get it. I really oh, no. didn't get it. I 
thought it was awful. Um, I thought I thought I thought it it looked cheap. I thought the script was rotten. I didn't think it was funny. Uh, I thought the acting was pretty wooden. Um, the special effects were, if 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 any were there, were woeful. And it just looked like a few people decided to dress up in period costume, wander around a few um, sets, and 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 try and do something. Uh, I just I I I I was sitting there thinking. What am I missing? Why, why don't I get this? <laughs> right. it, why, well, why am I not in on the joke? Is uh, Were they... Uh, I don't know. Help me. Help me. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I think uh, viewers and listeners from around the world would be thinking, maybe didn't watch the right film because <laughs> it would be just not, uh, you know, beyond our comprehension. How... I, 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 I would generally kind of feel, oh, no, he didn't get it. He didn't get... and. Like me, I mean, if I watched The Princess Bride, I can recite all the lines now. Uh, I laugh at all the jokes and so on. And it, it reminds me a bit of um, back in the days when I watched The Big Lebowski with my wife, Denise. So I watched The Big, the Big Lebowski, and I'm laughing, I'm crying, and I'm rolling on the carpet. And then when it's over, I'm wiping my eyes, and all the tears from my eyes, and I'm trying to catch my breath. And I look across the room, and there's Denise there sat there thinking, there's nothing funny about this film. And I think it's almost like you've got to play along as uh, like you would with a pantomime or like you would with with a show. And I can assure you, Roger, the script is spot on. Rob Reiner would not, uh, with his colleague, you know, do a, a job. And the way in which they secured locations all over the UK, you even have a Princess Bride tour, which I will not subject you to based on <laughs> your, your feedback a moment ago. But um, the storytelling of, you know, the granddad and the grandson, Fred Savage and Peter Falk, and how the story is read out is actually respecting the structure of the book from 1973 by William Goldman. And the the actors really t- uh, took their time and get in, got into the characters. And whilst obviously this was deemed to be a box office failure, perhaps a bit harsh, is because once again, the marketing team from the distributors just didn't get the film either. And I think it's because back to what we you and I keep go, uh, talking about, they had to get involved from the beginning. You can't just give somebody the finished product and say, well, you work it out how to market it. I think that was an error. But the film, why is it so popular and why is it working so well is because of the rental market. And what we're going to do with, with the marketing bit, because I'm not going to try and convince you that this is an amazing <laughs> film at all. We will respect, obviously, you know, your, your own opinion. But I think what has been fascinating is that next year will be the 35th anniversary of The Princess Bride. I might take you to maybe an anniversary screening, Roger, and maybe if you watch it together and you see me laughing at everything, it might it might convince you. But what we've done with Roger, we've done the research, and we want to kind of take it step by step almost from um, give or take 15, 20 years later, and how have they kept The Princess Bride alive using obviously the support from the fans as well as um, support from, from the actors. They have, Roger, 
and I'm so pleased, an official website. You know my complaints about movies <laughs> and they don't yeah. have a website to speak of. Well, the website has been going on princessbrideforever.com and a very, very active social media account, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And just from the uh, lessons and inspirations point of view, what they've done with social media is great. You know, So they have like, have you taken the Princess Bride quiz on our official website? They invite people to send their fan art, all the different characters and scenes. They have the Princess Bride fun fact of the week. They all, they do birthday celebrations for the author, for the actors, and so on. They um, also link with uh, hashtags. So you remember, although, although you only watched a film once, unlike people around the world who watched it about a hundred <laughs> times, but you remember the complaint by Fred Savage that is this a kissing book? And he complains yes. and eventually doesn't mind so much. So they will link things like, you know, National Book Day and st- things like this. And they also ask people to vote on their favorite characters. And so it goes on. And I think that's really, really commendable that a movie from 1987, they're finding ways to engage the audience and create a destination with the official website. I have to say, the only part of the film that I did feel was quite engaging was the the interaction between Peter Falk and the little boy Uh, I think perhaps because it was Columbo obviously um, and my memories of Lieutenant Columbo it was nice to see Peter Falk again but also to see him in a different role so that did work for me it was just the rest of it was such a pile of crap Um, Uh, I can't can't (laughs) let you say that you know I'm happy for you to have a different opinion but you can't say it's a pile of crap you must agree that the, the sword fight was one of the best you've seen on on, on, on in movies, the sword, sword fight was it was interesting, yeah, and and I I did like the way in the sword fight the way that they they the music was totally timed with the strikes. So every mm. time he swung the sword, there was a beat of the music. I thought that was quite clever. Yeah, very good. And um, so, wanted to start us off, Roger, with um, October two thousand and eleven. What what happened there? Well, the 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 full cast got back together. On Good Morning America, um, and I, I guess it's like any. It's like a. It could be a Doctor Who, could be Flash Gordon, could be Star Wars. When you get a, an entire cast of a film back together, it always creates a big buzz, doesn't it? It does, yes. And I think they may have therefore been priming the, the audience for an anniversary release on DVD and Blu-ray. Uh, a couple of months later, um, director Jason Reitman, I do believe is a friend of Rob Reiner, actually staged a um, live reading of the Princess Bride script at the Los Angeles County Museum of Art for charity. And then we had the Blu-ray, which came out in October 2012. Um Again, you know, 25 years, they're doing a, another cast reunion. There, there seems to be a lot of uh, camaraderie amongst this cast. They do seem to be quite willing to keep coming back, to keep promoting it. And perhaps that's one of the reasons why it has, it has created such uh, a legacy and it is such a popular movie because the cast yeah. have continued yeah. to associate themselves with it all this time. You're absolutely right. And we do know from um, you know the making of The Princess Brother, Rob Reiner played a role as a leader to really make people feel included. You must remember mm-hmm. for s- not all the cast, but some of the cast, you know, they spend many weeks and months away from home. They, they were operating, uh, filming uh, in the UK, which I think is a wonderful coup for the uh, UK film industry. Um, and he kind of made a big effort on that. There was also at the time, because Blu-ray was new-ish, I would say, for the consumer market, there was lots of competitions to win free copies. But then we're going to fast forward to April 2016, 
which is where it gets very interesting about you know content marketing and repurposing and things that you and mm-hmm. I speak about on this show, where the actor Carrie Hughes, who plays Wesley, writes a book, As You Wish, Inconceivable Tales from the Making of the Princess <laughs> Bride. Now, come on, you must tell me that when we're doing the Battle of Wits and when the actor, you know, um, was saying inconceivable all the time. That was very funny, surely, Roger. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Was that the bit where they were where he was swapping the gla- the the cup yes. over? And one of the cups had well, both cups had poison in it, I guess. But uh, yeah, that's right. And and then of course in in 2017 there was a 30th anniversary cast members reunited uh, with more TV radio magazines, special anniversary screenings around. I mean, obviously, Pascal, um, for somebody who didn't enjoy this film, I do appreciate the massive amount of affection that people hold it. And again, the the way that the, the cast and the way that the fans keep that momentum going is absolutely remarkable. And I imagine that this momentum will continue beyond the 35th and into the 40th anniversary going forward. Yeah. Because you can imagine, you know, uh, parents will, will suddenly watch it with their children and, and so on and so forth. And what I loved about the um, you know, 2017, uh, there was literally cinemas uh, would take the initiative and organize their own special screening. But one cinema was very lucky because they had this surprise appearance from the actor Carrie Hughes, who, who carries on you know, to really push the, the brand. So that's October 2017, yeah. Yeah, and of course, bringing it right up to date now, we we are on Disney Plus, um, and it's available to a whole new audience on D- Disney Plus. But there's still all sorts of stuff going around. There's the Princess Bride Adventure Game Book viral campaign, inviting people to organize watch parties for the Disney Plus launch. So yeah, it actually now thinking about it, it reminds. Do you know what it reminds me a little bit about? Maybe the Rocky Horror Show. Yeah. The Rocky Horror Picture Show. I have to say, that's another film that I'm not a massive fan of, but it obviously has a massive, 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 massive following for similar reasons. You know, it's a comedy. Okay, the the, the Rocky Horror Show is a musical as well. Bit bit offbeat humour, but it's. I think a lot of it is down to the continued involvement of the cast and the continued momentum and fanaticism of the fans. Absolutely. And what is interesting, so you had the announcement by the, the two lead actors, you know, Carrie Hughes and Robin Wright. It was a video message that went viral announcing Disney Plus, you know, uh, April 2020. And of course, then we are at the start of the pandemic. And yeah. it gets tricky. You can't go to the movies. And soon after, in June 2020, um, we have, again, Jason Reitman, who does a fan-made re- re-enactment of The Princess Bride using famous actors from Jack Black and more um, to raise money for charity to support people who are being impacted upon by, by the pandemic. So it's got that element as well of bringing communities together, which I thought was, uh, was fantastic. And then, you know, we move on, carried on with the diary. September 2020, we've got a, um, you know, on Facebook Live, a um, kind of reading of you know the um the script with some special guests and so on and as you mentioned to keep once again i think that was the motivation families entertained and occupied they released the princess bride adventure book game so that um where we are stuck indoors during lockdown you can play the game and read the game and probably watch the film again and there's been a concert as well 
Yeah. Just recently. Well, actually, no, it's coming up on the 28th of September um, 2021 at the Princess Bride in concert at the Hollywood Bowl of all places. So what people will be able to do is... um, Watch, you know, the the concert played by obviously an orchestra. Watch the film and cheer, laugh, and obviously say the lines as you would at the Rocky or a picture show or you know any kind of operatic type movies like Flash Gordon um, and more. So, so for me, what, what has been interesting about the Princess Bride is. If it wasn't for the rental market, this movie would have been and gone and disappeared from the face of the earth because, sadly, the, the, the official marketing campaign just didn't capture people. It was a confused and confusing message. But luckily, you know, they had a different distribution channel, which was the VHS cassette. And then you could argue that it's been the aftermath and, and the last 30 years of effort to keep um, to keep it going, which I think is just fascinating. We, we're just very lucky that we, we are able to research all this stuff because of the um, because of the internet. So really, it is a film that has been kept alive by the fans for mm. the fans. I guess that's the the bottom line with a cast that have continued to play their parts. I suppose over thirty five mm. years. It's absolutely um, incredible, and there's, there's not many movies that, that that would do that to the degree of um, you know the, the Princess Bride, which I, I think is just uh, signifies to me that's that was the eighties. That was when your friends told you you've got to watch this, even though you've never heard of it. And once again, the trailer is confusing. The poster was almost like um, you could dismiss it as this is a this is a kissing movie because you, you just didn't, didn't get it. And, and I love the fact that that's been rescued by the fans. But I'm going to close this film marketing with um, this very famous quote, Roger. My name is Inigo Montoya. You do not like The Princess Bride. Prepare to die. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think it's fair to say, Pascal, that in 53 episodes of Two Geeks in a Marketing Podcast, this is probably the first film where we haven't been united in our enthusiasm for the film. And, and in, that's fine. That's absolutely, absolutely. fine. Um, you know, we, do, we, we normally like the same sort of things, but Obviously, on occasion, there will be times when our opinions are a little bit further apart. And unfortunately, I, I don't know what it is. It just This just did not grab my attention. But whether I liked it or not, everybody watching or listening to the show, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Is The Princess Bride a 98 out of 100 like its, uh, its, its uh, score on Rotten Tomatoes, 10 out of 10 on Internet Movie Database? Or are there a few, very few people out there who agree with me that actually this isn't one of the best films ever made? We'd really love to hear your views. So please leave a comment on the YouTube um, or hit us up on Twitter. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening and watching Two Geeks and a Marketing Podcast. We are always so excited and we really enjoy bringing the marketing tech and the films to your attention. Until the next time, go out there and make sure that your marketing is done right. He was Pascal Fantoni and I was Roger Edwards. Mm-hmm.